Happy New Year and thanks for coming back to The Leader. We have a lot planned for the next few weeks, so make sure you subscribe through your favourite podcast provider and don't miss out. Now, for the first time in 2020, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The RMT's Southwestern Railway strike is over, but some of the guards have been off for so long they need retrained. You wouldn't be happy anyway coming back to work on a sort of chilly January first day back in the office. You're paying more for your travel and then you're standing on the platform waiting for the train to come and it doesn't come and you just think it just can't get any more ludicrous really. Our City Hall editor Ross Lydell on a miserable return to work for thousands and the fares have gone up too. Also, it'll be a bit of living history in a part of London that, quite frankly, is a bit careless with its history and is forever knocking things down and starting again. Arts correspondent Robert Dex on the resurrection of Madame Jojo's. We welcome the return of a Soho icon. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the train debacle that's too serious to be a farce. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The day had barely begun at London Bridge Station when the delay announcement started. A pretty miserable return to work for train commuters, only made worse by this morning's average fare rise of 2.7%. That's a justified hike, according to Robert Nisbet from the Rail Delivery Group, which represents train companies. We're an industry like any other that's facing rising costs. Uh, the staff bill, for example, but also fuel costs as well. What we want to do is we want to cover the day-to-day running costs of the railway to free up billions of pounds of investment for the public and private sector. But this is an average figure. It's still just below the rate of inflation, and that's for the third year running. But for some passengers using southwestern railways, the increased prices were compounded by cancellations, the aftershock of a 27-day strike by the RMT union. And our editorial column 
can't quite believe it. The reason for the latest cancellations is the guards who inflicted the strike have been off duty for so long they need to be retrained to ensure that they are properly refreshed in terms of all necessary safety activities. The same applies to some drivers. The situation would be farcical if it were not so serious. It is yet another reminder of the damage caused by the union's militancy regarding its misguided grievance over the role of train guards. It is worth pointing out again that experience on other lines has shown that driver-only trains are safe. The fact that the disruption now has to continue even longer for perhaps more legitimate safety reasons is a bitter irony that will be of little consolation to passengers. Implementation of the government plan for new union legislation banning future rail strikes unless the union concerned has reached a minimum service agreement with the relevant rail company cannot come soon enough. City Hall editor Ross Lydell, we've been talking about the fair risers for a few months now. Now they've hit and nobody's happy, are they? Nobody is happy. For commuters coming into London today, uh, they were greeted certainly with uh, seeing their season tickets going up by 2.7%, 2.8%, and also those on southwestern railways. Uh, the trains that come into Waterloo had the added misery of having lots of the trains not running. And this is a, this sort of culmination of what's been a very long-running saga where the RMT guards have gone on strike. The, the, actually, the strike ended last night, actually, at midnight. It ran for 27 days, making it the longest strike in UK rail history. But I'm afraid the effects continued this morning and hundreds of trains were cancelled again because, bizarrely, some of these guards had been off so long on strike that they were then judged to require safety training to make sure they were fit to operate the trains again. That cannot have gone down well with commuters, can it? You can imagine how furious they would be, yeah, as as we say today, and this this double whammy really if you if you you wouldn't be happy anyway coming back to work today on a sort of chilly January first day back in the office, you're paying more for your travel and then you're standing on the platform waiting for the train to come and it doesn't come and you just think it just can't get any more ludicrous really for people, no fun at all. Do we know when things will get back to normal? Well, even worse news is that there could be more strikes on the way. The RMT has not given up on this. The row centres on what's called driver-only operation, which essentially means that the drivers open and shut the doors. The RMT says this is not safe, which is disputed by the train operator. And the RMT is arguing to have a conductor or a guard on all trains, as is the case on some lines just now. There's no sign that this row is going to go away in any time soon and more strike dates could be announced in the next few weeks. There is some good news on transport. In London, the Mayor of London has announced a new companion path. Which means for those disabled Londoners, for those older Londoners who need a companion to get around the city, they'll have a free companion pass. And often, having a companion for a disabled Londoner is as bad as not having a lift or having step-free access. And this is another example of a difference we'll make should I be returned the uh, Mayor for London. Well, Sadiq has kicked off the new year by essentially going into re-election mode. The mayoral elections are coming up on the 7th of May and Sadiq, as part of his sort of first sort of arrival back in town, he's saying that he's come up with this idea where 
if you are a disabled Londoner and already qualify for a disabled person's freedom pass, which essentially gives you free travel across tubes and buses in the capital, but need help to go around if you have a family member or relative or friend who is your carer, Sadiq's idea is that should he be re-elected come May, he will then ensure that that person, the carer, gets a free pass as well. But the mayor's record in improving access to stations isn't quite what he promised, is it? That's right. You could say it's probably a bit of a second-class service so far from Sadiq. He has upgraded 10 tube stations to make them step-free since he was elected in May 2016. His initial promise was that more than 100 would have converted to being step-free, essentially having lifts or ramps to make sure you can get from outside the station to onto the train uh, by your own means, essentially, uh, you know, using lifts and so on without the help of others. That has not happened. So th- there is a sense that, yes, this is a good idea to have the companion pass, but he has actually not been delivering quite as much as he promised uh, initially when he was uh, when he was first elected. Are we now at the point where we're going to be hearing a lot about mayoral elections, Ross? I think we may be. I guess the combination of Brexit being slightly closer to being done, the new government in place, and there'll be a a gradual sort of speeding up towards May, I think. Uh, I think it'll be gentle. I wouldn't expect much until perhaps six weeks out, really. Um, And it may actually be overtaken in the public interest by, of course, the Euro 2020 football championships as well. That may sort of catch your eye a bit more, which comes up slightly later. But I think I would expect... Uh, there to be more policy announcements akin to this. But Sadiq was very keen to essentially get off on the front foot this morning. Next. If you want good music, you need somewhere to be a bit rubbish in front of 10 punters who aren't particularly bothered before you go on to play Wembley. Arts correspondent Robert Dex and the return of Madame Jojo's. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. For more than 50 years, Madame Jojo's was a true icon of Soho. It was the legendary cabaret club where Lily Savage strode the stage. It was the alternative music venue where the XX and Klaxons refined their sounds. It was where Tom Cruise got invited to an orgy in Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. And then in 2014, it closed down. We thought for good, but as our editorial column explains, perhaps not. 
The proposed return of the legendary London club Madame Jojo's to Soho, disclosed by heiress India James, is cheering news that reminds us of the value vibrant nightlife of all varieties can bring to this city. We welcome the club's revival and hope to see other exciting new openings follow this year. Robert Dax. Madame Jojo's closed the year I came to London. It's not my fault, but I've never <laughs> been to it. What kind of an establishment was it? How important was Madame Jojo's to London's scene? Um, I, I think it it's sort of important in, in what it was, in, in that it had been there so long. Soho is one of those places that changes for every generation. Suddenly it's more than 2014 when I first came to London, and Soho has changed beyond measure. But it was always there, and it was kind of a point of reference. Madame Jojo's kind of differentiated itself from its atmosphere inside, didn't it? Madame Jojo's was more glamorous, more decadent. It sort of, it seemed to have landed a bit from a Soho that had disappeared even then. Um, and, and I think that's the sort of look they want to keep that sort of original style. So if it does that, that you know, to be applauded if they can manage to bring that back. It, it'll, be, it's, it's a bit, it'll be a bit of living history in a part of London that, quite frankly, is a bit careless with its history and is forever knocking things down and starting again. Yeah, that's something we talked about in the editorial meeting this morning was it's quite nice to write a story about something reopening rather than closing because so much has been lost, particularly around that area of Soho in London. Well, I mean, that's I mean, it is a club, but it also used to be a venue for bands on their way up if you like as well and um, certainly not that five minutes down the road the borderline closed last year which did the same sort of thing and actually a smallish venue for up and coming bands in central London um, is quite a hard thing to come by now so if it can do that as well I don't know what their plans are but if it has some sort of commitment to live music that would be welcome as well. Is there a difficulty for new acts breaking through in scenes like live music in London? Oh completely we've lost so many venues. Um, I mean, and often it's not even venues. It's things like the back rooms of pubs, the upstairs rooms of pubs. That it's it's just too expensive. That um, it's it's not worth the time to do it. And so, quite frankly, that there's nowhere for people to be a bit rubbish and learn their trade. And if you want good music, you need somewhere to be a bit rubbish in front of ten punters who aren't particularly bothered before you go on to play Wembley. Do you know what I mean? So that's the sort of venue we've lost. And while Madame Jojo's might not be that sort of venue, um, anywhere for live music in central London would be welcome. Do you think people are excited about the possible reopening? I say Soho is ever-changing, but it has been a constant. And there must be millions of people who've never been in it in their lives but have walked past it every day and know, know where it is. They know have a vague idea of what it is. Um, so I hesitate to say it's more than just a club, but um, it, it, it's up there, you know. I mean, so many clubs you can walk past and not know they're there, but everyone will know where it is. Yeah, things like Madame Jojo's and uh, maybe Ronnie Scott's as well. These are icons of London, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ronnie Scott's just had a had a big anniversary. I mean, and that's the sort of place that has a solid audience that go week after week, and that is what I guess the owners of Madame Jojo's will want when they reopen. And that's The Leader. We'll be back every day at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you get every edition on time. And give us a rating when you get a chance. You can also listen to our audio news bulletins every morning at 7am. Just ask your smart speaker for the news from the Evening Standard. The Leader is back tomorrow. <laughs>